Good morning, everyone. We're in John's Gospel, and we're reading in chapter 2. And the Lord Jesus says, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. First and foremost, let's understand this, that never for one moment was there disrespect on the lips or in the heart of the Lord Jesus. His mother was very precious to him in a unique way, as she was the one he chose to, the me- to be the means of his incarnation. And as is evident in the Gospel records, he was originally called the carpenter's son. But later, as you read uh, other scriptures, he's called the carpenter. So as the eldest son, he would have been the provider for his mother and the family when Joseph, his assumed father, had died, presumably that is. Again, in the 19th chapter of this gospel, her ongoing care after he had gone back to heaven was what he committed into the hands and heart of the disciple who was the nearest to his own heart, that is John. But nowhere and never is there any biblical reference or reason for Mary idolatry. She had an enormously important role to perform in the Lord's birth, of course, but is never called the mother of God. The one and only mediator between God and men is the Lord Jesus. Mary was a sinner saved by grace, like all of us who have received God's salvation. She was a godly woman and a faithful servant, and one day will be rewarded for that, but has absolutely no hierarchical position or divine status in the things and purposes of God. The address woman is exactly what the scripture in Genesis chapter 2 says that females were to be called. It says, Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. It isn't a derogatory term, but rather a beautiful reminder of what God has created and done. And it indicates the inseparable relationship between man and woman in God's perfect creatorial and divine order. So what can we glean from this statement from the lips of the Lord Jesus? He obviously had future things in view, as he said, My hour is not yet come. And I have no doubt that in the context of the statement, i.e. a wedding feast and the absence of wine, that he has in mind a coming day when he will turn the sorrows of the tribulation through which the nation will pass, turn that period into millennial joy, when he will be both the master, so to say, of the wedding feast and the bridegroom of the church, and the best wine will be kept till the last, and it will be in all its abundance. Because wine, of course, speaks of joy. It's not to do with intoxication or drunkenness or anything like that. Wine in Scripture speaks of joy. But to me, at least, there is another revelation here in, the, in relation to the 
church. In Mark chapter 3, the crowd said that his mother and brothers were seeking for him, and Jesus' reply was this, Whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and my mother. And in another scripture it says this, Even if we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in that way no longer. For if anyone be in Christ, there is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Looking forward to the day of his resurrection, the Lord Jesus is indicating, I believe, perhaps for the first time, that old relationships will pale into insignificance in the light of the new. He says to Mary Magdalene in the last of these seven that we're referring to, Go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, and to my God and your God. He says again in Hebrews chapter 2, He is not ashamed to call us brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. How incredible, how out of this world is this? Those of us who have trusted Christ for salvation are in the family of God, and our blessed Saviour calls us his brothers, and we can call his Father my Father and my God. And that same scripture says he's bringing many sons unto glory. Let's be encouraged today and have our hearts freshly stimulated to worship as we think of the inestimable privilege of being children of the living God and members of the church, the bride of our beloved Lord Jesus Christ. May God's word affect our hearts today. God bless you.